0: My guest this week is Leah Coonan, a Philly local jewelry designer and the owner of Leah Creation Jewelry. Leah strives to make more space for other queer female and femme creators and she is passionate about repurposing objects, helping to shrink trash island, contributing to making our planet sustainable and beautiful for the future. Leah and I met over 10 years ago when we were both in very different stages of our lives. We had the opportunity to work together when I commissioned her to design my engagement ring and wedding band. I distinctly remember her asking me what inspires you when we first sat down to talk about the creation of my engagement ring and I loved being able to hear more about her creative process during this interview. When Leah is creating a custom piece, she wants to know the story behind the who and the why. She explains there's a story behind every piece of jewelry. Leah is always fighting for social justice and she believes you need to put your money where your mouth is. In order to contribute through creation, she offers a category of vinyl accessories from iconic creators, where 50% of the profits go to organizations that empower black and brown communities. She's also involved with Philly Loves Bowie Week, taking place in January of 2022. Proceeds from the online auction are donated to pediatric cancer research at CHOP, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, in memory of David Bowie. With the holidays right around the corner, Leah is currently taking custom orders for both vinyl and fine jewelry. In this episode, you get to hear all about her creative process. As a lifelong Leah Creation customer, I highly recommend working with her. Thanks for listening and enjoy the following episode, Inspiration Sparks Creation with Leah Coonan. My guest today is local South Philadelphia jewelry designer. And owner of Leah Creation Jewelry, Leah Coonan, is here with me today. Hey, Leah, how's it going? Hi, I'm
1: Jean. How are you? Beautiful.
0: I am decked out in all of my Leah creation today. So for my audio listeners, uh, you can't see all of the amazing work um, that Leah has put together just for me, um, <laughs> it's but true, for actually. our YouTube <laughs> viewers. Um, custom-made uh engagement and wedding ring um That's as beautiful. well as you know your signature records i've got my eagles logo earrings and then for the 2020 election i've got my my <laughs> biden harris vote 2020 shirt it worked that um, it, it, it it the reason he won was thanks to your t-shirt so yeah. thank you for your i know there was a plan I-, I had to do something for the i campaign. really appreciate it so yeah your, you know, your role is essentially how we met and your, your passion project, um, you had written in your bio, uh, about your love of vinyl, but also seeing a neglected or used up object, like a scratched up unplayable 45. It just makes you very curious about its past, but you're also thinking towards its future as a cherished object. And I just thought that was so beautiful and just really encompasses like who you are and what you do. And so back in I don't know, the 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 turn of the odds <laughs> too. like my grad school years uh, before I started working in the beer industry. I think that was the first time I'd see you out and about at the bars with your signature record earrings. And so once I would start working in beer sales, Um, you know, when we met, we were just in two completely different stages of our life, um, where I'd see you out at the bar during the day and it's like, oh, it's Leah with the earrings. (laughs) Um, and we just would have this friendly rapport of like, it's MG, it's Leah. Um, and so uh, years would go by and I was, I was approved by my husband to be, (laughs) to start looking (laughs) at engagement rings, I think is how he phrased it. But my mom had given me her mother's ring, and as you can imagine, the setting was not to my taste. But I had, you know, free diamonds, so yeah, which is I, major. I was like, "Oh, hey, Leah, you're a you're a jewelry designer. Do you, do you do engagement rings?" And you're like, "Absolutely!" And so it was an amazing experience for me because I had never gone through that process before, and you know, having just known you as like someone from the bar, it was it was just such an amazing experience to just sit down and, you know, kind of have you kind of hold my hand through the process and walk me through and explain like, this is exactly how this is going to go. And it all started off with like, what inspires you? And I would just send you a ton of stuff and not realizing how obsessed I was with flowers at the time. (laughs) And I just remember seeing this sketch and I was like, that's it. That's the one. And I get compliments constantly on my rings and I'm, you know, give them your Instagram handle immediately. It's like Leah creation, go check her out. She's amazing. You have to work with her. So, um, I'm, I'm just excited to, to have you here today. So I let's start off like, you know, what is the process like for you in working with clients? You know, is it, is it a majority of engagement rings or do it, was it just like a mishmash of a little bit of everything? Like, what's your whole process?
1: Well, it is a little bit of everything. I mean, you know, depending on the season, you know, engagement season and wedding season, you know, that's going to fit in. But I know um, a little bit about that. But I do a lot of because I'm a like a sentimental jeweler and um, and which is really nice. So that's why I get, you know, not just the, the engagement ring wedding bands like a lot of. Um, you know, like commemorative type of jewelry or to remember loved ones that have passed and, you know, repurposing the stones from their rings. And I really, really love that part, especially because I get to hear about, you know, the person, you know, that that basically, you know, um, you know, inspired this piece would inspire, you know, tell me about just for example, I, I made a um, a pendant actually for your neighbor, my next door neighbor. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I've worked with her before I had made her wedding band and things like that. And she, she had messaged me around Christmas, you know, I really want this, you know, done It's he's, he's, he wants like I want it to be a crown and she had a diamond. We did not really have much of an idea, but she wanted a crown and some diamonds. So basically, you know, what I did was I, um, you know, made some sketches and in the process, I asked her about her dad, you know what I mean? Give me some stories, things like that. Because like the more I know, I don't know, the more feeling I get behind it. It's not an inanimate object. You know, it's more like, I don't know, turns into a spiritual thing a little bit, you know, it feels good. It's nice. And knowing that I'm going to make something for someone that they're going to wear every day and they're going to remember that person every day or that event or whatever that, you know life achievement or whatever it's just really nice to know that i can touch someone like every, you look at your ring every day like you're, you're taking like, this body energy and putting, like, putting that energy into it's important into it, it's important because it's it's the people behind the piece really you know the piece is it's it's your taste and it's decorative and but but it goes deeper than that you know there's always a story behind a piece of jewelry there's always a story and that's my favorite part of it like
0: the story of these are the only flowers Bob would ever buy for me because (laughs) (laughs) I would, I would learn early on in our relationship. I had questioned him uh, why he never bought me flowers. And he said that I had gone on a drunken rant one night about how they were like a waste of money and they're just going to die. And That was kind of like my old school way of thinking that I think I just didn't really have an appreciation for custom bouquets, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, local florists and artisans versus what you're going to see at like the grocery store. And exactly. so, um, my, my mind, so now I buy my own flower. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I happy. think that's something
1: we grow into because <laughs> I grew into that too. And and now I'm a, I'm a gardener now too. Like mm-hmm. I have so many different appreciations for so many things I never thought I would before. And now I just like absolutely all of it. So. And with your, with your record earrings, where,
0: where did that all come from? Um, you obviously have a love of vinyl, um, I think you you had mentioned in your bio that you started in in 2009. Yeah,
1: so the, when the recession hit, really. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to think on my toes. Well, it wasn't even like I didn't even start making them to make money. I, it was basically I needed something to do, like I needed a creative outlet because with the recession, like people weren't buying the fine jewelry, like gold. I probably was up. I can't remember, but I know everything was a mess, and that's like. Probably about 10 years into when I really started, you know, like, so I was doing it for about 10 years to find jewelry and, you know, learning in the first portion of it and then branching on my own. And once I re- and I was like, I knew what I was doing and everything was great. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm like, this is it you know, I'm going to have a hot tub in five years. And then that happened. I'm like, oh, I you're, really- You were like-
0: speaking my
1: exact experience as MG the Venus Specialist and COVID. Like, yeah, this is- I, You're like, <laughs> fly high you're like, uh, guess not, yeah, you know? Uh, and, okay, all right. But, you know, I didn't let it get me down. And at that point, I forget what what I did to supplement. Would it be dog walking or serving? I, I had so many jobs. For, I'm an artist, you know what I mean? You have to You have to feed your passion. And it's usually with crappy jobs that always, you know, bring you to the best people. But um, but anyway, in that in that time, I really didn't you know, I wasn't feeling motivated to just carve my own waxes and designs like because that costs money to make. Like I can carve waxes till the cows come home, but you need money to make it in the metal, you know. Right. So um, I I like to experiment and I used to decorate my room with um, old records so they were like the 78 ones, the, the real, real thick ones. They're probably like from the 20s. Um, not the 45s with the big hole and not the 33 and a half that, you know, the albums. It's like a, it's an older record to find a, just like a lot of orchestra stuff or whatever. But anyway, um, I decorated my room with them and I had packed them away and I had moved and some of them, they're very fragile and they broke. And I, I had them in my art stuff I guess I planned on using them someday for something. And I was like, oh, let me see how this works. So I started cutting into it and see how that material behaved. And I started grinding away at it. And um, I was like, this is fun, but it doesn't smell very good. Like this is from like the 20s. So, you know, this could probably (laughs) cause cancer as I'm doing it. You know, that's another story later, not related. Good. (laughs) I'm Not related. Um, So I... I was like, well, this isn't safe. And I had this old, like scratched up 45 that I used as decoration. So I wanted to see how that behaved because all vinyls, you know, throughout the years, like what it's composed of, you know, changes over the years because they find safer things or cheaper things, whatever. So all the albums behave different, differently being like if they melt or cut. So anyway, um, yeah, I started messing around and using my jeweler saw one of these guys and started cutting into it. And uh, my big idea was to cut out a bunch of just black circles and stack them on top of each other. So the lines of the album would catch like these lines. So I'd cut a circle and then I would kind of place them. So they were not lined up, hoping they would catch the light kind of thing. Uh So I had made a template out of an old CD case and just a round thing. And I had, Got up to do something when I came back in where I placed the the um, the template was right over the paper and the vinyl part. Mm -hmm. It was just sitting like that. It was like, that's cool. (laughs) So I cut out two circles like that and then I figured out what I had because I just made it up on the fly. Right. So I'm like, okay, it's really rough, like super rough on the edges. Um, Viewers, you can see this, but listeners, you can't. It's just when you cut in vinyl, it's just really sharp and jagged so you have to sand it down and you know I used to hand file it then I started using my my flex shaft you know with my like attachment like a dremel kind of thing and then you know um and then I graduated to getting like a sanding um kind of thing or whatever so it you know it it makes the process because I do a lot of like wholesale things now so it makes the process a little quicker. But I also do shapes and designs that I can't use those bigger files and things. So I have to get small files and I do them each by hand. So um, so it took, it took a little bit for me to figure out like how to you know, really perfect it. And when I did, I just kind of took off with it. And, um, but the, the first day I had made them, I had to go to Jewelers Row for something. And I wore them and I, I swear to God, I got stopped three times. They're so unique on the I'm street three so times. Cool. And there were three different types of three different ages. You know, there, were, you know, I, I don't remember who it was, but I just know there was a bunch of different ages. I was like, well, I'm on to something. And it's, <laughs> this is really cool. So I stopped at affiliate thrift on the way home because and just went into their, their bargain bins because I only use scratched up records. I don't cut up real good ones. If I find good ones, I keep them. Mm-hmm. But the uh, scratched up ones, they are, they're ready for, you know, a new life. And that's what I do. That's awesome. Is it, is Philly AIDS thrift one of your, your go-to
0: spots? um, Yeah.
1: One of my go-to spots, I would go all over and then um, what you call it, uh, noise pollution. um, I would go there. He had just passed away, which is such a shame, but he was just the nicest guy. And like all the record stores around, um, you know, I, I, when I first started, however, what was it? 12 years ago or something, however long, I kind of went in I was I told them what I was doing and they're like oh yeah there's a bunch people would just give them to me and then once people heard about what I was doing people would just give me records so I am sitting around so many records um which I do have to organize because you know I have you got to make you know, sure you keep them things. separate you don't want to- <laughs> I, yeah, well, I have like my heavy it hitters it. separate like heavy hitters being like Rolling Stones and like Elvis and the Beatles things like that um so I keep them separate. They're harder to find scratched up. That's why I don't have any Grateful Dead. Nobody scratched on Grateful Dead albums, you know? Um, so if I find those, like, that's gold to me. Of course, I have to charge more for them. Right. Because it's just like, you know, the rarity of a stone would be. Right. There's a rarity of the scratched up dam- damage, like, records. And then the other ones I find, I mean, and then it's fun because there's, like, so many different songs. So people will request a song. So I get a lot of custom orders from that too. So, um, you know, like you got even more creative
0: show. too. You, um, I know you started turning the, uh, album covers into carts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I that was something just I- so
0: creative.
1: I, well, I collected all the, you know, I saved all the album covers because I love them. and It reminds me of my childhood because my dad collected records and I remember just listening to records and looking through all the albums and sometimes I would see boobs and stuff and then, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, so <laughs> I remember I found this one. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> but, um, and I, I wish if I saw it now, I I would probably remember it, but um, but I would just love all the different artwork and they would have like the notes and the song, like all the the lyrics and everything. I just love going through them. So I saved these, the, the album covers, some because they're just classic album covers that are damaged, whatever, or just the real goofy looking ones that you'll see with the guy with the funny mustache and like a weird like instrument or whatever. So I was like, I'm going to do something with these one day. And I do have other plans for them, too. I can't disclose right now. But, um, but my first, um, the first thing that I did was make cards and I thought that would be just such a neat idea. Um, of course I didn't go ahead and, you know, cut it and then fold it. No, you know, I, I wanted to perfect it because it's, you know, I want it to be saved forever. So it's not just a card, but it's like, you know, it's a piece of art really just because I, I box out what's going to be interesting. I just don't randomly cut right. The, the cards as I do with the the records. I can't not exactly. do that. It's just like, it's just, my body doesn't want me to do it. Um, you know, uh, and so these are such I,
0: different, um, different ways of designing because you know, the process in working with you to design my engagement ring, like you had explained to me that, okay, like how we're going to do this first is, you know, you start with that wax mold. So you take a, um, A piece of wax and you know measure it to the finger and you're like okay so I'm gonna just start carving at it and then I'll check in with you as we're going along to see you know do you like the direction this is headed do we need to change anything and so the last time I saw the wax mold was when you were about 75 percent of the way through and then that's when I handed over Bob and I was like okay y'all finish out all the details and so you had taught me that with the process it's okay once I finish with the wax mold then you need to make a cast then the metal is what gets poured into the cast to ultimately make you know that finished product. And so what I would experience because I understood the process so well is you know I thought my ring was going to be finished in September so I was ready to get proposed to. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, and, yeah, but,
0: and I guess you had you had given Bob the ring at some point. I think shortly thereafter, but in I think mid-November, we were out at a bar and my friend had asked like why hasn't Bob proposed I don't yet? And why do you? Oh, I <laughs> I went on this whole like, yeah, why hasn't he proposed yet? And it's he just very like stared me blank in the face and was the the wax mold was destroyed in the casting process and Leah has to start over. And so I cried all night. <laughs> so but I it was bet. awesome because I was relieved to just not think about it anymore and not think about like, okay, when he goes in the guest bedroom or like when he goes down to the basement or like we're going out to this fence. So I was completely shocked when he did end up proposing in December. I thought I was going to have to wait until the spring. And um, I was like, "Well, if you ever let, li- like, you- that's your one." Well, and then <laughs> I wound up bumping one. into
1: you <laughs> oh, like after that, so I had to lie to your face. <laughs> and I had to like double lie to you because, like, number one, yeah, that didn't happen. Number two, I would never have to start it from scratch because I always mold all of my pieces just in case. You know, so I always make a silicone mold. So in case something happens, I have a mold that I can get wax shot into it and then make modifications to it if need be. And I don't use that for any other customer. That's just that that belongs to you. Like I have a mold on both your rings in case anything happens. We can, you know, that's yeah, then I don't have to to it and remember the whole thing. But you had a double eye to your face.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's right. Because it was... um you were, thing you, were, you were selling um, uh, uh, raise Happy yeah. Birthday Bar. You were um, set up with a couple other local artists selling your wares in the back room. And so as soon as we got there and Bob realized that you were there, he ran straight to you and was like, heads up, <laughs> here's the
1: situation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, Lee, I can't believe it. This sucks. Oh. And you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that does suck. Okay, I gotta, I gotta go back to selling my jewelry now. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Thanks. I know. <laughs> um, and I do still. We we kept the um, we kept the little pink plastic uh, plastic mold as well. Like we have the it's little wax, yeah.
1: Wax, yeah. We yeah. still have that, or maybe it's blue. I don't know. It's somewhere. It in might. It could be. It comes in a few <laughs> different colors depending. Oh wait! Maybe if it was- it's blue, you have the original one. Okay. But I don't have to check, but if you want more, I can always shoot
0: more whenever you want. We, well, my, my mother-in-law recently told me that she had a bunch of her like family jewelry that um, (laughs) she gave me the whole, I think, She's like, you know, I meant to, you know, I, I wish I, I could give this to your grandchildren. But, you know, since that's not going to happen, I'm um, like, my she said it nicer than that. But still, it was like, come on, you could just say, like, I have this
1: jewelry I'd oh like my to God. share
0: with you. But um, I told her I was, you know, happy to go through it because, you know, right away, I thought, um, you know, of your work with my next door neighbor, Sarah, that, you know, you can take these pieces and turn them into something that means something. So while you know, it is her family that I don't know, like there could be some really cool options. You know, I just have to go through it and see, see what yeah. it is,
1: but no, you just never um, know. Cause that, it that's a fun part of it. You know, you know, making, making and... a new home for it. You mm-hmm. know, I love it. That's the best part. Like when I first started out, you know, they, people had more money and people were buying diamonds and that was great because I was making money, you know what I mean? And, um, so I didn't have a lot of people really wanting to bring old stones to me. But then after that recession hit, I was getting, and it was a lot of fun too, like, well, it was down the line, I would get jobs here and there. And I did a lot of focusing on the the record stuff. I started doing shows and and whatnot, but um, but I get so many interesting stones. So it would just let, it would give me such like a, a bigger palette, you know, to use, to create with. So it was a lot, and I think it it, you know, artistically, you know, that the recession and everything really, it, it was great for me because I had, a, as I do, you know, I'm resourceful and I think on my toes, but it also showed me that, you know, um, it, it's, it's more fun actually to make things with old things. And, you know, I think the combining, you know, the, the new aesthetic I had with the the records and all that, and then with the fine jewelry, it's just like, you know, it just, it's that sentimental part. That's what just keeps me going in in, in this business. You know what I mean? And it's you're so great to work it's, too. Cause it's not you, the money.
0: <laughs> you do you do really well with feedback as well. Like it's a whole lot of give and take because you know your ultimate goal is for your clients to be thrilled because it's it's something they're gonna have forever. And so specifically with the um with my wedding band, that that was it presented a challenge because it's like, okay. You know, you've got a petal of a flower that has to now go into like a band. And, you know, we've got all these other diamonds from my grandmother's ring. Like, how are we going to incorporate all this? And with the band... I think the original design, it was kind of going straight across and it looked a little bit too much like a dog bone, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how else to describe this. And you said, I completely understand what
1: you're saying. Let me fix it. And I was like, all right, this is perfect. Let's go do this thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because you- you're living with it forever. And it, and it was one of those things because like, I can just keep on looking at something and looking at something and looking at something and it's hard to, you know, to see something. And then when you, you know, I see you, I see it together. I'm like, oh, I see I see now, you know, and I, and then zoop. And I think we just, it, I think it was just a real, it was a real simple curve or something is what we did. I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'd have to look at it, but. Um, but it but was on awesome. today's and Instagram post.
0: Cause I shared pictures uh, on today's Instagram post. Uh, oh, I, I have been an, in
1: the, the an excitement, today, of, an
0: excitement of talking to you today, just showing off pictures of my rings.
1: I've been, I've been slacking on my, my social media. It's uh it's pretty, well, I mean, easy. Speaking of you, you're reels,
0: You are crushing it. Like everybody, real, keeps, real. <laughs> everybody keeps saying, you know, how important reels and TikTok and video is as a small business owner, like you have to be on there. And I just, I've got all these like tools and resources at my disposal, but I just haven't pulled the plug on it. But I know months ago, you're like,
1: MG, you need to Maybe get on the message. <laughs> Because like, uh, you had posted something like, girl, you need to do reels. I think you did a story and it was like, brum, brum, brum. So I think I'm like, you know, all influencer because I started watching YouTube influencers <laughs> to figure this stuff out.
0: <laughs> what, I mean, what inspires you for your reels or like, how do you, or do
1: you just do the damn thing? Well, you know, in the beginning I was doing the damn thing because, you know, that's the suggestion, that's the suggestion I got because I mean, honestly, I need, You know, more followers on um, my jewelry page. So I have more eyes on my stuff. I think there's a whole algorithm thing. Like, so it posed what posed a problem was I had my personal page, which I used for my personal and my jewelry. And I finally, like, pulled the pin and made a Leah Creation jewelry page. So people could just see what's going on in my jewelry life, you know, be it my jewelry stuff or jewelry things in my life, and not like a bunch of kids, you know. So I have like (laughs) almost a thousand followers on my personal page. And I had gotten, you know, did the jewelry page and it was just like super stagnant. So I was like, I need some outside help. So I popped on YouTube like a good millennial and saw what they were up to. And the one one girl said, um, Katie Steckley, I think her name was. um, She's pretty good. She's entertaining. And like, it was a lot of help. She's like, you need to do these things every day, you know, just to really to reach people. Um, and I was like, this is a lot, but the things that I had, and I, I had to do one a day for a month and I did it. I gave myself a challenge and I did it and it really showed me how to use the tool and really get creative and think outside the box rather than constantly putting up a whole bunch of process videos, which is my main, my main thing that I like to do. I want people to see a little bit of the behind the scenes because I think it's fun and i want to share that with people, you know, um, but you know, I can't keep on doing process videos, which, which I love and I can do different things, but I also want people to know who I am mm-hmm. too, like Very behind important. the jewelry, because it's more than just like, you know, I'm not a robot making something like, you know what I mean? I have interests, like I have, you know, quirks and, and I do cool things and mm-hmm. I like to share that too. So um, it's just that personal thing. I'm like, I'm a people person. And um, so that helped, especially during The pandemic, like it, I I you know, I kind of had to do that to connect with people because I wasn't out bumping into people here and there and meet new people. So um with the reels, it gave me a kind of a way to communicate, you know. But yeah, because you're
0: you're probably not doing a whole lot of Zoom calls. (laughs) I
1: Cause it's just you. And so. Yeah. Um, I'm not well, going to have Sophia here, but you right. know, I mean, as fun as I am, she can get bored of my antics. And- <laughs> <laughs> there's
0: always the cats. <laughs>
1: yeah. There's plenty. There's plenty on, on my reels. If, if anybody out there goes to my Instagram, the reels are a lot of fun. And um, if you like cats, I have some funny ones up of our two crazy cats. They like to wrestle, like play wrestle. It's not violent whatsoever. So I did a reel where I did um, a WWF type of thing. And I layered, I got a, I got an app called InShot and it works really well. I suggest it, if you want to try it, I can even give you a little tutorial one day or whatever. Okay. But um, it just gives you more editing options. And I had laid like a wrestling track over it, like the announcer saying, it, it just timed out perfectly. So I highly suggest go to my reels and, and look at Cats Wrestling with, uh, with the announcers behind it. But um,
0: as soon as soon as this uh, episode (laughs) wraps up, I I, I apparently have plans. (laughs) No,
1: you don't have to it's so good.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, one of the things that I I really wanted to talk about today, um, something that's very like personal to you. um, You know, I had mentioned prior that you and I were in completely different stages in our lives when we first met. Um, and you've been sober for quite some time now. And so yeah. I just wanted to, you know, as much as you're kind of willing to share about your journey. And, you know, I I I can't imagine what this process has been like, especially during the pandemic, where I think a lot of us have relied on alcohol being locked inside of our homes. And
1: so what, you know, kind of what's your what's your story? My story, which I love sharing because, you know, I hope it inspires someone else to um make you know, healthier life decisions um, is basically what it you know, came down to really um, healthy in, you know, in my, you know, in my head, in my heart, you know, which also would, you know, extend out to my creativity and, and my passion. And um, I realized that, you know, the alcohol was definitely taking up too much space in my life and wasn't leaving enough space for the things that actually really mattered. And I forgot that's what actually mattered. You know, I kind of got into a routine and, a, you know, and I, I'm like I said, I'm a people person. I think I, you know, is lonely and, you know, I, I you know, suck company, you know, in the wrong places because it was convenient in there. Um, great places, great people, but just not something I have to do as often I was doing it. And, um, you know, there's things that, you know, just you know, I did a lot of reflecting and, you know, the person I was in love with, you know, it, it, that's what really just like opened my eyes up when they're like, you can have this life for but I can't be a part of it. And I'm like, wow. And it, and I was crushed, but, it, and I didn't understand that either because I was still in like a fog and, um, and I just wasn't happy. I, and I, I was just, and I was like, why am I doing this? So I, I stopped. So on April 20th, uh, two years ago, um, I. I was was like, I'm done. I went to some meetings here and there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I did a lot of soul searching, did a lot of creating. That's when I came up with the album cover cards like these. So I had so many projects that I would talk about, but I wouldn't do it. You know, I would talk about to the people at the bar, but I wasn't doing it. I was in feeding my creative soul, you know, and I got my creative soul back. And once I got that back, I couldn't imagine giving that up for anything you know, for, for a cheap special or whatever. It's just like, now it turns my stomach to think about honestly, but I had my fun. I had my time. Um, some people can do it. I just didn't know when to stop. You Mm -hmm. know, it was just like, you know, good time gal. And then you get into, you know, it just got habitual, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and I, I, thank the, the spirits above and my strength every day and the patience of the ones I love, you know, over the years and everything. And uh, just for, you know, that, that this is happening, you know, it's, it's really great. So um, yeah, what it did was it just like my, my spark came back, you know, my creativity came back, you know, I, I thought I needed alcohol so I could talk to people. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, I don't need my sister. always said, she's like, People drink just to be like you when you're sober. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't understand, you know. Um, and then, you know, basically what I do is I kind of, you know, I, I buried myself like back into my jewelry bench and and just kind of started small. Like I didn't stop making jewelry and I was in the middle of like custom pieces and everything, but I was doing the bare minimum of work you know, because I felt like crap all the time and the bare minimum's like not enough. And I'm kind of an overachiever, I've realized, you know, in this new phase of my life. And, um, and it's, it's great. I, you know, it's just like, I just, I don't have time to drink now because I have so many things going on. I have so many projects and, you know, so many things I wish I could talk about right now, but I can't, but soon enough they will be, they will be talked about, but, um, well, and yeah, one of the creative
0: things that you came up with uh, during the pandemic was these shirts. Like, I guess, how did um, these vote shirts come to be? Because you had not done like clothing no, no. before. Like, this was your first foray into into clothing.
1: Yeah, yeah that that came about because I was honestly, the pandemic really hit me hard. Um, not the 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 virus of it. I think the vi- the social virus of it, and mm-hmm. um, just like how that it was just really it was a really tough time for me. It's just like, cause I, I, I do love people and I always see the best in people, but then I really saw the worst in people and I saw a lot of ignorance. And at the time, so me and Sophia, you know, to get back there, if everybody's on their edge seats, me and my girlfriend are very happy and live together and came back, you know, two months after, and, and it took me some work to get her back and gain the trust, but, uh, you're super happy and wonderful. But anyway, um, So Sophia, we were living apart at the time, getting ready to move in together. And she had she lived above Tria right at um, 18th and Sansom. Mm -hmm. And but it's like she was right in the thick of it. And people were just walking around like with their masks around their chins and just like it was just like a free for all. And Mm -hmm. basically to walk out of her her apartment, you had to basically walk through a restaurant you know, because the restaurant was there and then you see people on the streets and people aren't doing what, you know. That's a very congested area in and of itself. It was so, I was just stressed out. And then what was going on with all like, you know, all the George Floyd stuff and like, you know, and and actually like stopping and listening and, and then realizing what's actually going on in the world. Like that was just like, boom, boom, boom. Like, oh my God, like, how is it, you know? So it tapped into, a part of me that I couldn't really express I nobody really talked to, you know, because, you know, I talked to Sophia or, or whoever or my mom on the phone, but I started drawing again because I was stressed out. Um, I was never a huge drawer. I, would, I was a big doodler mm-hmm. in school. You know, that's what my notebooks look like. But um, so I started doodling again and I just started drawing these stick figures and, uh, you know, not wearing their mask correctly or, you know, I had a bunch of things and I've drawn a, drawn a couple Trump caricatures and things like that that <laughs> made me feel better and um so I started getting into it and then one day I had I had made those I the image of him and um you know with their hands up and it was just in my head so I kind of just sketched it real quick. I was like that's cool so I, I posted it and Sophia's mom I'm like you should make that a t-shirt that's really good I was like you should make that a t-shirt that's really good and I'm like i don't know if i'm ready to you know do this whole t-shirt thing but then i got super into it um and um you know i had contacted my friend marlene because i i knew photoshop but not as good as i should and it was kind of a time crunch kind of thing so i had sent her the drawing and she went in with the pen tool and fixed it up for me but within that time I, i taught myself the pen tool after that because i started making stickers and things whatever but um so that's how that came about. And I basically just kind of put it out on like Instagram, Facebook, like would somebody want these? And I responded and immediately. Did. <laughs> yeah, like, and people absolutely. did. People did. I have some left. If anybody needs any, half price. Uh, <laughs> but I sold, I sold like a bunch. I think I only have like maybe like 20 left out of like a hundred. So that's pretty good for the first time ever, you know, doing a T-shirt thing or whatever. Yeah. And it was just like, it was a fun project just to keep my mind off of everything. But so that's how that came about me, like crawling again. And I had made, um, i have sitting right here, like, you know, I like my band Fish or whatever. So I had made a sticker with their masks on them. So I kind of got into the, I made like a little style up with like no eyes and things. So I kind of went with that and just started <laughs> having fun with that. I want to do a little like online gallery show one day of like all my pandemic pictures or something when you know just put another project on my list but that would be cool.
0: <laughs> turn it into a reel.
1: <laughs> well yeah. speaking of fish
0: I know I know you're a huge fish fan and they just came through town recently um so I used to joke that uh my favorite Time of year was whenever fish was coming to Philadelphia when I was in beer sales because all of the beer reps would go to the fish show and I could just go clean up and sell a bunch of beer that day. Um, <laughs> you also custom designed some shoes
1: based on your love of fish. Am I am I yeah. am
0: I saying that correctly?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, the the shoes. It, it, yeah, based on my love of fish. So I I had. Um, cervical cancer three years ago and it was caught. I'm good. They did what they needed to do. Like I'm nice and healthy. I go to all my follow-ups, but what it left me with was lymphedema. Um, Basically it just kind of swells you up and you have to um, wear these special sexy socks um, all the time. And um, along with doing massages and everything, but I'm super into self-care now. Like I actually do yoga in the morning. Like, I found myself saying, I went and saw fish at Hershey. Um, I saw them in AC, but I saw them in Hershey like the week before. And I didn't do my yoga in the morning because I, I had packed everything up because I was bending or whatever. And I missed my yoga and I'm dancing. And I was like, and I stopped, I stretched. I'm like, oh my God. And I, I said something to my friend. I was like, I, I wish I did my yoga this morning. I can't believe that. And then a new friend of ours started laughing at me because she's around my age too. They're like, yep, yeah, me too. And I'm like, oh my God. God, <laughs> gotta do those structures. But anyway, yeah. Um, so you know, I have to wear these these um these special socks, and they're like they just bum me out, you know. And especially like with wearing shorts and it's hot out. It just you know I'm short, so it kind of looks weird. And I would always wear Chucks because I love Chucks, but not the support anymore actually. But um, and they just looked really goofy, you know. I with the shorts, I look like you know, like I should have been like, like Jerry Seinfeld's dad or something down at Del Boca Vista. You know what I mean? With the shorts and then <laughs> sandal, you know? So I'm like, I need to, I need to feel good about myself. So I was like, I, I was like, wait a minute, doesn't vans do like a custom thing? So they did. So I was like skate vans are like skateboarder shoes, right? And the socks up kind of look skateboarder. I'll be like a middle-aged skateboarder chick. Cool. I used to skateboard. That definitely and,
0: matches your
1: aesthetic. I, I right? can totally see that. Yeah, so I was like, well, let me make it fun, and um, what I did was I had my ticket stub for my first fish show ever, December fifteenth, nineteen 1995, at the Spectrum, so what I did, and I had a photo that I had taken when I saw them in, like, Portsmouth, um, like, in 2012 or something, I had a pretty decent picture, so I photoshopped the ticket on top of the, um, the background picture and then put it in, you know, made it into shoes and I could pick like all the highlight colors and all that kind of stuff, like with the shoes, they were just super cool. I loved it. So I feel really good about myself now, like walking around, I have these like awesome fish shoes, which actually I have not worn yet. Cause I have not treated them. Ah, I'll, okay. pro- I'll probably never wear these shoes. <laughs> They're more of a work of art, but I know. <laughs> you're- yeah, I, I think I think you'll wear them soon enough. No, I I, I, think, will. I just want to treat them first they'll be my dress up fans. Your, your fancy shoes.
0: Yeah. They'll give you special <laughs> powers for sure. Um, well, one of the last questions that I was, I was curious about. So, you know, we've kind of talked about some of your creative outlets during, uh, this last year and a half, like during the pandemic, um, since you do work with a lot of, clients um, that are, you know, working on engagement rings, wedding rings, you know, what was your experience like working with them? I mean, even now, like we're still going through this, Um, you know, here we are like late August, this Delta variant is raging in our country. Um, You know, what, you know, they're already stressed enough as it is. (laughs) Have you, you know, have you had any particular experiences with clients or... Yeah,
1: I I, I actually have, um, you know, a few. I was in the middle of actually um, I was getting ready to do wedding bands for a couple and two couples, actually. And they were pushed off um, one for a year, which I just I had just uh, been at their wedding, actually, just this past uh, couple of weekends ago or whatever. But um, and then another one, um, we kind of just pushed off. And then once it got safe, we kind of continued on. But um, and and I, it it was I knew them you know personally so you know it was it wasn't like super awkward because we both understood like I didn't have to talk to like a stranger client because I was very COVID scared you mm-hmm. know I mean of just really following all the things not going out so I um, I did um, wind up someone contacted me and they needed an engagement ring they were ready to you know, do the thing. And I, I think it was like was it last June or something like that. So apparently I think things like had opened up a little bit, you know, but still not to my liking, but they had family coming in and he wanted to propose to his girlfriend during this time. And um, he contacted me and I think I only had like, three weeks to a month to do this ring. I wow. Mean, I think that is a short turnaround. I like a challenge, you <laughs> know, and I
0: feel you on that. Why one. Not? And I, I'm, really I'm, a yes girl. I'm, a procra- I'm a procrastinator. And so if you give me a deadline,
1: like I will hustle. Oh yeah. I'm like, that's my thing. Like, so, and it was an interesting thing. So to meet them. So we had to meet outside. I've never had to do, I mean, everything was, took place outside because mm-hmm. we couldn't really be inside. Cause it was still like new and I was freaked out. So um, our first meeting we met at, uh, the Fleischer park or whatever he oh, yeah. sat uh-huh. outside and I didn't even know his deadline until like, we kind of, um, emailed back and forth and he gave me some parameters, um, like he had given her a promise ring and he wanted it to kind of look like that. And she's an art teacher. So he wanted the primary colors in with the ring. So, you know, blue, red, yellow, um, and he wanted it I think white gold there was something else so I'm like okay so I, I did all did these sketches so it, it, it turned out beautiful I wound up finding them a, a gorgeous I think it was like a carrot um part sapphire there was hearts on the promise ring and um so anyway the the, the ring turned out really great but and he liked the designs that I did and then after he and he came with cash like he was ready he was seriously like I he's like I really need this done I want our parents to be there because I don't know when we're going to see them again yeah like that kind of thing and I was like I get that I mean he was ready I was like put your money (laughs) like we got this so So it it all worked out great. And for that particular ring, I mean, I do a lot of hand carving, but Mm -hmm. for this particular ring, we went and went and did it the CAD route. So I basically did a tech drawing and sent it to my CAD guy. And um, because some things are just too precise that you just, it's, you just wouldn't want to, he didn't want it by hand. I didn't want to do it by hand. And it turned out great because I had to really match this, this, other promise ring. So it was definitely a design challenge for me, but I I definitely killed it. I really did. He was so happy. I videotaped his uh, reaction. It's on my website, um, which I do now. I videotape reaction uh, to, the, to the jewelry. But anyway, it was just so weird. Like every meeting we had was outside. And then when I delivered to him, we were in the car and I was in the car and I had the mask on and he was in there. And I'm videoing it and as I'm videoing. He takes his mask off and he's opening it up. He's like, Oh my God, I'm like freaking out I'm like COVID, 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 COVID. But anyway, he was he was super happy, he proposed to her. And um, and we were going back and forth on the size, and she had a very small finger. And then before I had, you know, sent it in for the final casting, we were ready, we were rolling with it, we were rushing along. Um, he's like, I think maybe it should be half a size smaller I'm like it's already small man I was like I don't I don't think so and I and I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know I had it at the, I was like you said this side and it's like okay and I I, sh- I should have erred on the side of me being right which you know who knows but You're the professional and yeah yeah because it's, it's easier to size it down and size it up one thing but the other mm-hmm. thing is like you know I've never met her before so I didn't know right and the, he gave me her promise ring but mm-hmm. the promise ring the the shank the bottom of the ring was split open so I couldn't get a reading on the size so I kind of went with it so I had I had sized down the the model and she loved it I get a call they were super happy and then the next day I got a call it was like a Saturday night at like 10 o'clock or something she's like um when can we get this size it's too small I'm like oh well not, I, I won't be able to do anything till whatever it was Tuesday or something And then the next one, she's like, it's stuck on my finger. My finger swam. I'm like, what? I was like, was it hard to get on? She's like, yeah, but I loved it. So I was like, please send me a picture. Do that. You know what I mean? So her, her finger was like, cause she was messing with it and trying to pull it off. So her ring was stuck on her finger and my head, I'm like, oh my God. Okay. This is what we're going to do. So I'm like, you know, I'm like ice your finger, hold your finger over your head you know, let it rest, get Windex. I mean, I'm like checking back with her. She's checking back with me. I mean, because the other option is go to the hospital and get it cut off. But when they do that, it mangles the ring. So I and I know, and I was looking at was like, I know it was just from being irritated, but I'm sweating. You know what I mean? I'm just feeling bad for this poor kid. You know what I mean? And this girl with her ring stuck on the finger. And and then, so then they text me. She's like, Chuck had an idea to, um, you know, while icing it, maybe um, put a, a hot hair dryer on my finger to shrink it. I was like, like "That'll burn, burn your finger because ch- it's metal." First, <laughs> <not listen> to- <laughs> I was like, "Your finger will expand. That ring will get hot." Well, like, please don't. Don't listen to me, please, please, please. So, um, I, it, it, we probably were we were in contact for like five hours back and forth, making sure that she Until was okay. And she finally got it off because she stopped messing. Because if that ever happens, uh, audience, you know, if the, you, it, 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 it went on, you're going to get it off. The more you mess with it, you're just going to, you know, swell your finger in that knuckle. The best thing to do is like relax it for a little bit, try some Windex on it first, and then usually that'll help slip it off. If not, you I, if you're messing with it and it's swollen, ice your finger, hold it above your head. You know, five minute intervals and keep on doing that till the, the swelling gets down. And that's what she did. And everything was fine. And she brought it to me. And she was sweet. She was the cutest thing. She's an art teacher, she was a ceramicist. And I love pottery and like, she's just wonderful. It all worked out. We got it sized. And they should be getting, I think they're getting married October, 2022. And she's already sent me some ideas and designs and stuff. So that's awesome. Do you yeah, know if so they that have was a, a fun venue? a pandemic thing. Because then that's the other thing. We couldn't really have too much contact during that. So yeah. it was just like, it was just really awkward. But it did open up a lot of things for, for my business that I never really thought were possible because I've been doing a lot more um, virtual appointments and things. I have, you know, people that travel for work, you know, work in the movie industry, things like that. And they're not in Philly all the time. So we started doing the process, you know, via Zoom or FaceTime and, um, you know, and you just come up with creative ways and it really opened up the business and I can reach more people that way too. So, you yeah, know, this it, was, is it total was a challenge, but it, it, you, yeah. know, you make it work, you make mm-hmm. it work. There's always, there's always, you know, some sunshine through the clouds, you know, you just got to look hard to find it and, you know, well said. Well, Leah,
0: uh, tell me about your favorite venue. It could be anywhere in the world. Um, This can also include Dollywood. I know you're where uh, you you just returned back from vacation, and you've got your
1: uh, "What Would Dolly Do?" shirt on today. (laughs) Yeah, that would not be my favorite venue. (laughs) It was great. We love Dolly. I love the the museum, but I have to say, and I'm not saying it just because it's fresh in my head because I was just there but Morris Arboretum is oh uh-huh the place that I love um for a wedding so 10 17 years ago ah I was just wondering <laughs> that. 17 years ago a friend of mine um had gotten married there was in her wedding I made her one of the first engagement rings and wedding bands I made or wedding bands I made she had gotten married there and it was just like, the most beautiful venue and um and I always had this just pictures in my head and she, you know, she, with the, the big, like um that, like reflecting pond and all that. And they had a really big greenhouse where we got dressed in before the wedding. I just felt like with the photographers around, I just felt like royalty there. It was really nice. So, you know, that was 17 years ago. So memories are a little foggy, especially me <laughs> 17 years ago, but now I have a really crisp memory of when I was there two weekends ago and I was in a different section of it. And it was, It was just beautiful. It's a magical place where I was. I don't remember what part of it was called, but there was a cute miniature like train set up with all these little miniature houses and things and the uh, venue was cute. They had it was like in the treehouse. It was like a treehouse venue or something. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I know they, they did have a bunch of top-
0: different like subsections. So they've yeah, got it the was neat. There's like a, a tree. There's like
1: a net on the deck or whatever. Um, but then and then the, the venue was just really nice. But it, it all the nature around there, um, I just loved it. I just loved it. I, I want to actually go back and just like kind of walk around because I was just there for like, you know, cruising around before the reception started and stuff, but it was really nice. I love, love that venue. A
0: awesome. Lot. Yeah. Glad you got to visit that again. It's, yeah. a, it's always nice to get a refresher. Like especially like with my role now, it's crazy to go back to spaces that I've attended a wedding at myself and just to yeah. see it from a different capacity. Cause obviously when you're a wedding guest, you're not asking a bunch of different questions of the venue. You're just
1: <laughs> the other thing you're is so though, like when you you know, as I'm thinking though you're like my favorite venue, but there's so many different spaces that are you know just thinking about you, and this kind of popped in my head it's just it's not even like it's the venue like I could even picture like a tent set up near like you know wherever like awesome graffiti is somewhere and like bring things into like that like I like the when I go to weddings, I like small, intimate, personal where it has their own touches to it, so like um you know, hopefully people come up with more creative venues because it seems like the weddings aren't as big. That's, that's absolutely
0: the trend. I, you know, and that's, those are the clients that I'm working with. It's the, you know, wanting something unique and different, um, as opposed to, you know, kind of like your classic more tradition, we're just breaking down all the tradition so yeah
1: and and I love that so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing like the fun things I know people have done block parties and like all the Philly foods like there's so many different untraditional ways to go about it so you know my freshest venue that I can remember is Morris but like anywhere with cool street art would be like probably the neatest venue so if that exists let me know You got it. Yeah, (laughs) I'll just have to charge you for it. Uh,
0: Leah, can you (laughs) let our listeners know how they can follow you?
1: Okay. Well, you can follow my Instagram jewelry page. It's Leah underscore creation underscore jewelry. And uh, on Facebook, Leah creation jewelry and uh, Leah Coonan on Facebook too. Okay. All right. Awesome. I don't well, do thanks. the Twitter. I have a thing. I don't have that much to say. I'm too busy making the reels. So reels will be coming up soon too. I've, I've been, I've been busy with my, my fish stuff and vending and I have Den and Company coming up on Saturday. So I'll be down at Citizens Bank Park with, uh, all my cool fun record jewelry for Love it. for all the people down there. So, um, but reels will be coming Very inspirational.
0: Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I absolutely loved our conversation. Um, Listeners, thank you for joining us. Make sure you follow Beyond the Venue podcast on Instagram and check out all of our other episodes streaming now on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Have a great rest of
1: your day.